0: Welcome back to the Street Roots Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Devon Pounce. On this episode, United States Senator of Oregon Ron Wyden joins to discuss Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson becoming the first African-American woman to be nominated to Supreme Court Justice, his plan for mental health care access for all Oregonians, the current State of the Cahoots Act, and much more. So sit back and tune in as Senator Ron Wyden joins us on the Street Roots Podcast. On the line right now, we have United States Senator of Oregon, also the chair of the Senate Finance Committee. But more simply put, a friend of the Street Roots podcast, Senator Ron Wyden, thank you so much for joining once again.
1: Devon, it's Monday morning and it's getting the week off right if I get a chance to visit with you.
0: Absolutely. So since it's Monday morning, let's leave with Black women here because in particular, Ketanji Brown, Jackson became the first African-American woman to be nominated as a Supreme Court justice. You obviously voted in favor of her. Can you speak to the atmosphere at the hearing and just throughout the day um, from the moment she was nominated and also just how gratifying it was to see overcome many hurdles? Some of those hurdles being your colleagues over there in Republican Senate um, to ultimately make what was a very substantial uh,
1: moment in American history. It truly was, Devon, it was a wonderful moment being on the floor, looking up in the galleries, Congressional Black Caucus, almost all of them were there. It was a wonderful moment. Should have happened a long time before that. I mean, we remember Thurgood Marshall and his wonderful uh, work on the the bench. And uh, I think that The juvenile antics from some of these far-right senators was just way over the line. Uh, Devon, we all know the hearings aren't for the faint-hearted. They're going to be serious questions about policy and people's record, but going on about things like uh, what is a woman, you know, that just shows how ridiculous this was. Now let me tell you about a little bit of history as well. After the vote I ran to the airport my smile was working so hard <laughs> and I got in my seat in 17B. And Devon it was practically like a town hall meeting there on Alaska Airlines that night 17B. Wow People walking by me everybody is smiling lot of thumbs up in the air. A uh, couple of times during the course of the flight, you know, you go to the back, get a bottle of water, fist bumps all the way through it. And the highlight of it for me, uh, here I am flying home to Portland right after the vote. And a couple of elderly women said, smiling as well, Ron, it is about time. And I said to myself, you know what I said, Devon? I said, we all know that there's a long way to go in terms of securing a more just and equal society. We all know that there's plenty to do. And we all know about some Oregon's history, which of course was just plain old racist. But seeing those elderly women on the flight to Portland, And of course, they grew up in a very different Oregon, smiling at me and saying it's about time. Yeah, that was a good signal. Absolutely. And you've been in
0: politics for a long time, obviously. So for you, what was the feeling that you got? Obviously, playing a role, being able to vote in such a historic nomination uh, in in favor of Ketanji Brown-Jackson. And then obviously connecting that to what you just spoke of. Was this a feeling you've ever had before in your political career, being able to experience something like this to the magnitude you obviously did?
1: It it was truly unique, and I knew it was going to be special, Devon, when uh, the judge, she will soon be justice, but when the judge came to visit with me, we just had a wonderful conversation, and it was about... Real substance, you and I have talked about this. I've always been concerned about uh, the role of the other branches of government in checking uh, the whole idea that the executive's power is unlimited. Yeah. And the judge and I just kind of walked through a couple of the cases. This really relates to a whole host of of issues, particularly in terms of national security, economic policy on, on trade of the budget. And I just walked away from that discussion. I said, this is really a special person. And she really empathizes with people. She understands in a modern society and on the bench, things are going to change. I mean, none of the founding fathers ever could have imagined Twitter. Yeah. So she is very sensitive to trying to think through how to carry out you know, her duties. She's going to bring a sense of fairness. She's going to be a good uh, advocate for really core kinds of principles that so often we've seen set aside, as we did with the far right at the hearing. So this is going to be wonderful to have her uh, soon be Justice Jackson. And, and by the way, yeah. um, I'm really glad that we got somebody again with public defense responsibilities. And you know, by the way, the far right didn't like that either. I don't know. I guess they thought that people weren't entitled to counsel. But uh, I think that's going to be very good to have her from uh, that perspective as well.
0: Absolutely. Pivotal on so many fronts. Uh, just for the United States of America, But let's speak to more of some of the things you're working on in your position as chair of the Senate Finance Committee. I know mental health has been something that you've been trying to progress along in particular when you speak of mental health care. Um, Obviously mental health has been a hot button topic also in general society. What are some of the steps being taken right now to ensure that when it comes to accessibility to mental health care for all, What's some steps being taken right now to, to kind of see that through?
1: I believe, Devon, that every Oregonian ought to have mental health care when they need it. And all over our state, we had challenges before the pandemic with respect to mental health care. They are much greater now. And it's particularly serious with young people, young people, especially in urban In rural areas, you know, I was told at one of our hearings at one of the schools in the rural areas that more than 80% of the mental health referrals when the school said, here's a young person in Oregon who's got a mental health challenge, more than 80% of them weren't even picked up on. So we're going to be really digging in on it up at the top of my list is getting the insurance companies to comply with what's called the parity law, where you have mental health treatment and physical health uh, being treated equally. At our last hearing, I had the government accountability office come on in and uh, say that a lot of these insurance companies are running ghost networks. And I said, let's talk about what a ghost network is. My sense is there aren't any providers there. Number one, there isn't any information to navigate yet because the directories are all old or out of date or non-existent. And then, by the way, the insurance companies are paying so little on a claim that the patient basically has got to eat the whole thing. Right. So we're going to be working on uh, this question of the insurance companies. Complying, And we also are working very hard at training the behavioral specialists for the future. And I just had a forum last week, uh, Devon, uh, with Senator Merkley, Congresswoman Bonamici. We put it together with the Balmer Institute, Connie and Steve Balmer, who are doing some wonderful work in behavioral health And they're setting up as well in Northeast Portland on the former Concordia campus. Mm. So it's great to see that in philanthropy, two very influential people, as you know, you and I cover Ball and Steve Ball runs an NBA team. Connie is a duck. And Connie and I have been texting and emailing back and forth. It's going to be wonderful to have that program up at Concordia. What a what a great statement with these very influential people, not just in Oregon, but around the country, saying they're gonna have uh, the Balmer Institute on the former Concordia campus.
0: Absolutely, still along the lines of mental, mental health, Senator Wyden, um, Portland Street response is continuing to grow here in the city. The program has recently expanded citywide. Um, now, you introduced last year the CAHOOTS Act to Congress and by way of a coronavirus relief package, there was a billion dollars allotted to it. Um, where do things currently stand with the CAHOOTS Act and is progress being made by way of the funding here in the state of Oregon and across the country at large?
1: It, it is. And let me kind of separate them out, because I think street response is very important. Uh, Constructive. It's underway now uh, with, uh, with the city council, Commissioner Hardesty, others uh, having uh, championed it. In the finance committee, in the recovery act in the spring of 2021, I was able to get a billion dollars in Medicaid funding mm-hmm. for mobile crisis services, giving states the opportunity to get 85 cents on the dollar for three years for mobile crisis programs. And for the first time, Devon, this was embedded in the Medicaid program. Medicaid program is a federal state program with respect to healthcare, they're the biggest payer of mental health services in America right now. And, Oregon is now just getting in the position of securing the funding to be able to apply. Uh, We've gotten some help with planning uh, grants and Oregon received planning grant money so that the state can look at ways to build on this message that originally came from Eugene, where we get mental health people, law enforcement people together, And in a nutshell, what you want in a community, Devon, is when you have something where it looks like people can be physically hurt, somebody's got a gun or something like that, that's a role for the law enforcement people. We know in many of these instances and mental health and homelessness sometimes are two sides of the same coin. It's a mental health issue. So you use law enforcement when it's appropriate for that role. Many of these cases involve mental health and our legislation uh, that was signed into law last spring allows it. We got a billion dollars for it and it's underway.
0: Absolutely. Um, Senator White, you've been very vocal about the United States cutting ties with Russia in a plethora of ways following their attacks against Ukraine. Um, When you consider most other pandemic safety nets, such as like uh, the end of the early child tax credit, and other things that helped American citizens during that particular time. Yet at the same time, you have inflation that continues to progress and you have residual economic fallout being caused by way of Russia invading Ukraine. Are there conversations regarding assistance for Americans during these cash strapped yet very complex times?
1: You bet, Devon, and uh... You know, I'm focused on legislation that's going to cut costs for Oregonians. Mm -hmm. So the prescription drug issue, trying to keep them from getting mugged when they're at the pharmacy counter. I'm leading that. Lift the restrictions so the government can negotiate to hold down uh, prices. Mm -hmm. Uh, Telemedicine, which ensures that folks can get more care at uh, home. You don't have to go drive your car and pay these gas prices. Uh, The semiconductor issue, getting more domestic semiconductor capacity, that's going to help with supply chains. The ocean shipping reform bill, so we can stop these big shipping companies, it's going to, I think, really help us, in addition to the legislation we got, so we could have more young people trained to be truck drivers, Mm -hmm. help to fill some of these supply chain uh, gaps. Those are all things which help stretch dollars for Oregonians here at home.
0: Absolutely, and Senator Wyden, you know I cannot let you leave without talking some Portland Trailblazers. Obviously, season's over, NBA playoffs are right now, but a lot to a lot to look forward to this summer in particular for the Blazers. A huge offseason in regards to what the potential future of this organization is going to look like. You're obviously a huge fan of the sport. More particularly, you're a huge fan of the Portland Trailblazers. How excited or nervous are you about this upcoming off season? Because it's going to be a pivotal one to determine what the future of the organization
1: is going to be. It, it is going to be pivotal. You know, we had the wonderful occasion of uh, Bill Shonley, you know, hiring. Yeah. You know, we went through Rip City and, and I talked about. One of the ones I like, you know, lickety-brindle up the middle. I mean, he had some great kind of ways to take the English language <laughs> and talk about it in a way we really like, you know, here at home. Uh, it was really good to see Dane and Nurk, who are obviously the rocks behind the, the franchise, saw them both that night. And they looked really good. They looked really healthy. Yeah. And My children are just over the top excited because I got a picture, not just with Mr. Lillard, but um, with uh, Mr. Lillard and his uh, wife. And uh, it was just a really good occasion. There's a lot of talk about um, next year. And by the way, the the club brought some of the people we remember from our past, Bobby Gross and Larry Steele. Mm -hmm. Jeff Petrie was uh, there. (laughs) Uh, Got a chance to visit with Darnell Valentine, who I always thought was such a good guy out of Kansas. I was born in Wichita, so we have that connection, too. Um, I think, uh, and I think Ant is going to be just fabulous, you know, next next year. I see Ant and and Dane being just incredible backcourt. Look, we got some things to do. We got to get some more length up front. There's no question about that, but I'm feeling very good about it.
0: Absolutely, well, Senator Wyden. Thank you so much for joining me again here on the Street Roots Podcast. appreciate Appreciate your willingness to always join the show when we reach out and uh,
1: keep keep on keeping on, my man. That that sums it up, Devon. And, and like I said, I'm uh, I'm just starting a busy week. We got the president coming to town. We got all yeah. things uh, uh, going on, and I'm starting the week. Uh, uh, right. And uh, Monday morning needs a, a big send off. And I like, uh, like the fact you're wearing all those different colors to Absolutely. Get, us, get us feeling optimistic <laughs> and excited. You take care. <laughs> See you soon. See you soon, Senator Wysey. Take care, Devon.
0: To hear more episodes of the Street Roots podcast, head over to streetroots.org and go to the podcast section. You can also subscribe to the Street Roots podcast on your preferred streaming platform. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Street Roots Podcast. Have a good one, everybody.